I'm Luis Denuncio. Today, we're doing a crossover episode with Rashad. For those unfamiliar, Rashad is the executive vice president on our SML team, and he also hosts his very own podcast, Sports Biz with Rashad. I'm very excited to record with him today so we can hear more about his journey in the sports industry and what it's like to host a podcast. Without further ado, let's chat with him and hear what he has to say about the sports industry going forward this year, and we'll cover some of the ongoing storylines in major leagues this season. Okay, so uh, I'm happy to share a little bit about myself. My name, uh, for those unacquainted, is Louis Denunzio. I am the VP of Technology and Design at Sports Management Laurier. Uh, as, as a lot of you know, and as, as my listeners know, uh, I, I'm the lovely host of the Sidelines podcast, where we get to cover a little bit about uh, the sports industry, what some uh, people that we know love to do in that field. We get to share a little bit of our homer takes and talk and chit chat about sports. Now, for myself personally, uh, as I'm also host of the podcast, my responsibilities with the club also entail uh, managing some of our online presence, especially our website and handling the administration of that role. Uh, sports in particular is a really fascinating industry for me it's very quickly growing and i'm very excited to see a lot of the opportunities in this field coming out of covid in the next couple of years uh and i think that's pretty much my story so far yeah thanks for sharing um definitely a big part of the team this year i know it's you're in your last year of uh university mm -hmm. but uh and i guess it's never too late to get started so it's a good thing you joined yeah, so, so for my background, uh, I, I'm in my last year now doing uh, a Bachelor of Honors in Communications and Digital Media Studies. And right after that, I'm going into a master's program uh, in business, of course. Oh, where are you doing your uh, business program? Uh, currently, I'm in the application process for Shulik. I, I specifically would like to do the Master of Marketing program since uh, my professional experience is as a, as a marketing intern, and it's something that's super fascinating and fun for me to get to use that creativity. That I'm sure you're working on your own side hustle with web design, so I, it can be a lot of fun to do that and to get to uh, stretch your creative muscle or exercise it, I guess you could say. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah, I'll definitely get into that in a, in a bit here. Uh, I'll let you kind of start off and ask some of the questions you had prepared. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So uh, I also wanted to take the same chance for you in case there's any uh, listeners out there uh, who haven't gotten the chance to get acquainted with you yet. Just tell us a little bit uh, more about yourself and what it's been like so far to host your own podcast on this journey. Yeah, so right now I'm in my second year of the BBA program at Laurier. Um, got into co-op, so I start co-op in the fall just wrapping up um, second semester of second year now. Awesome. Uh, this is my first year on the club. I actually applied last year for about six or seven different clubs and <laughs> I got maybe three interviews and no positions. So I wanted to be on a small last year, didn't get in, uh, didn't give up, tried again this year and actually took a long shot and applied for executive VP. I think I also applied for, I wanna say it was vice president of corporate or something, but mm -hmm. I uh, got the interview for executive VP. I did not think I was going to get the role, but <laughs> turns out I did. And uh, I'm glad I did because it was a great uh, opportunity, great experience so far. We're kind of going into our last event in the next couple of months. I mm -hmm. mean, being virtual, it's not been as good as it would be in person. Obviously, we don't have as many opportunities for events and we're very limited this year, obviously, as you know. So it's kind of limited the role in that sense. But then again, being in my second year, I still have a couple more years to be on the club and to really uh, learn that way. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my role on SML this year. And then um, outside of 
SML, some sports experience I have is this past summer, um, summer of 2020, I completed an internship with a company called Slant Sports Management. And uh, yeah, so I was a marketing communications intern and they're basically a full service basketball agency and they've got clients pretty much all over the world mostly in Europe. Um, and my role was basically to research different demographics on clubs, cities, um, different teams out in Europe. And then that would help clients with contract offers kind of decide where they want to go, give them information on a new city because they hadn't been mm -hmm. across the world before. And then wow, yeah. I was in charge of uh, rebranding the LinkedIn and then just preparing a lot of data and using Excel and whatnot to prepare spreadsheets of information. Mm -hmm. So that was this past summer. And then near the end of summer, um, when I was kind of wrapping up the internship, I uh, saw a post on LinkedIn um, by someone who I now connected with. And um, they actually work for a company called Grady Sports Agency. So that's a uh, NFL football agency. And awesome. so I saw that she had attended this um, course called Agent Academy. And it's basically an eight week course that this NFL agent, Joshua Grady runs. And um, he basically does it all over Zoom, uh, small class size. I think it was about 10 to 15 people. And essentially I saw that she had started a podcast after attending this and I had been wanting to kind of get into the podcast space for a while. And then um, I messaged her and reached out. Her name's Anaya. And she, she's got her own podcast. It's called Your Wrongster. It's a, basically a woman in sports, basketball type podcast. Um, Very cool. So I messaged her, reached out, and that's how I kind of got the information, what I needed to start. And from there, I just reached out to some people that I already knew in the industry and started getting some interviews that way. And then um, along the course, I've been able to just reach out to people through LinkedIn or just actually... Um, some of the people that I knew referred me to some other uh, professionals as well. So just growing the network that way was able to get a lot of different interviews mm -hmm. from, from different sports and whatnot. And uh, yeah, so this agent Academy, anyways, this course was a, uh, a week course and I took it in the fall. Um, so I was doing it this past from, I believe it was like September to December and it was a really, really good course. And actually from that is when I kind of started web design as well. So Joshua Grady, he's the, the founder and CEO of Grady Sports Agency. And he had, um, he had a website for his agency, but it wasn't that great. And I had some website experience in the past, just um, back in high school, I had made a few websites. I was kind of familiar with that. And so I reached out to him, I was trying to, kind of just stand out a little bit and, and and put my name out there. So I reached out to him and asked if he was interested in kind of having a website redesign. And uh, from there we talked about it and it, that's how the that's how the web design company kind of just blossomed. Um, and I've been able to get referrals through him and worked with a couple people in uh, the sports industry. I did a podcast website for Anaya who um, was the one who introduced me to the whole podcast area. So mm -hmm. that was, uh, that was really cool as well. And then from there, um, I've just been working away at that. So this is actually probably going to be the the first episode of my second season for the podcast. Took oh, a, yeah, it took a couple months off, um, over the holidays and over January to get back into school. And then, um, just wanted to kind of break up the season. So I've been doing the web design on the side, 
podcast. And then right now I'm actually doing a internship as I'm a scouting intern for a NFL agency called Divine Sports and Entertainment. Um, They just, uh, yeah, they just launched this past year. So this was their first recruiting class. Um, And I'm basically, I'm in charge of evaluating, analyzing player performance across um, pretty much across the entire NCAA. Um, We're learning new, new scouting techniques and um, just learning different um, ways to scout and especially being virtual, trying to find information online, watch, uh, watch film online. It's, it's a little bit tougher, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely a good experience. And I'm hoping these kind of experiences um, will help me with co-op and then will help me just um, getting into the sports industry later on. Absolutely. Yeah. So this divine sports agency, that's a co-op term you're doing right now. That's actually, it's not a co-op. It's just a separate, no, a separate um, unpaid okay. internship. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's actually an unpaid internship. Um, and I found, I found him. Um, I'm trying to remember how I actually got in touch with them. I think, one of the founders actually followed me on Instagram for some reason. And I was like confused why this person with a few, I think he had like 6,000 followers at the time followed me for no reason. And then I attended one of his um, live uh, Instagram live events and just kind Mm -hmm. of connected that way and realized that they were starting an agency and reached out. And from there, I kind of asked about different positions or any intern opportunities they would have. And that's how I kind of got that that scouting role. So that's going on. It's uh, wrapping up in a few months, but it's been going on for about five or six months now. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, for those of you listening, take note. You have to hustle if you want to get a position like that, especially when it comes to the sports industry. Rashad would know better than I do that it's really about who you know at the end of the day uh, to help you get to where you want to go. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about what is it like, the dynamic at a sports agency in particular, because that's something uh, I I haven't, haven't had the chance to really be acquainted with. And I'm curious to learn what you've thought, what you've thought of so far, what you take away from it, and if this is something you think you really want to do after you graduate. Yeah, so a lot of the internal stuff I can't share just because it's confidential. Mm-hmm, but um, in terms of like the dynamics, I've noticed that it's it's very, very, very fast paced and kind of cutthroat, especially in the agency business. A lot of agents don't like each other, or a lot of agents um, are doing things for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and you kind of find that you hear about that online, you hear about that with certain players. Um, definitely. Yeah. Just, I find, especially trying to stand out as an agent now, um, you got to really do everything you can, whether it's marketing, whether it's long-term career planning, whether it's financial planning, there's a whole bunch of different areas you want to try to take on for your players and not just offer them, you know, the best salary they can get because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, their salary is only going to last them for so long. And the average, especially in the NFL, the average playing career is actually only three years yeah. for an average player. Um, I know you hear about the big contracts for some guys, but that's only a, a few handful, right? So it's, um, you really got to stand out. You really got to work hard. And like you were saying about hustling in the industry, like you're not going to be given a, a job or a given a role. You have to go out and find roles that don't actually exist and make one out of that and that's how you're going to get in and once you get in though you'll notice that it's a lot easier to um, connect with other people just because you have that background knowledge and you have um, some people to help you help refer you to Mm -hmm. fascinating 
And I wanted to dig a little deeper into you're mentioning uh, some of like the storylines that are going on around the league. And we'll have some time later to talk about like some of your favorite teams and whatnot. But I'm curious to think when it comes to agencies, what do you see as the like uh, the ideal agency, like an example of someone one that's doing really well? Like I've been following clutch sports for a while now just because of LeBron James and all those guys. Uh, and it's fascinating to see some of the, the, the news and whatnot that comes out of it. I'm just curious to hear what you think about from what you've seen so far from a smaller agency that you work for and where it could go next. Yeah, I would definitely say there's a lot of untapped potential on the marketing side. Um, there's a lot of agents that can go out there and get contracts, but in terms of contract negotiation now, with information being so public and contracts being published everywhere, it's not that difficult to negotiate a contract. There's there's really only so much you can you can get. You're not going to go out and get a hundred million dollars for a player just because you think he's good. It's going to be based on the stats and based on um, different comparables across the across the sport. Now, mm. I would say the marketing side though especially from Canada. I mean, I don't know very many people that work in the NFL um, coming from Canada. And Mm. there is some players coming up um, in college right now. And then there's a few players in the NFL from Canada right now. So I would say if you're trying to start an agency, um, whether it's football or another sport, there's a lot of potential with, with the marketing side and learning how to market your players and taking advantage of social media and the technology that we have now, because a lot of these older agents didn't grow up with that and they didn't grow up with Instagram and even Facebook and and stuff like that to Mm -hmm. um, really market their players. So I think that's a big part of it. And um, I guess I would say trying to find them brand deals early and um, with the NCAA now, I don't know if you notice, know this, but, they're allowing um, monetization of the right. name and likeness. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's going to be a big um, market, obviously, that nobody has tapped into yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how yeah. some agents target players from even their freshman year, um, just trying to see if they can get marketing going before they're even big time. It's it's fascinating to think about that, especially when uh, I've always felt like a really young guy my whole life. And now I'm starting to hit that point where I'm realizing, oh, my God, these guys are younger than me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they're being marketed as a as a product now when they're in only like their first year of college just coming out of high school. It's uh, bizarre to think, but they you know, they have that talent. So, of course, they can make it happen. Uh, so uh, I wanted to circle back to, to uh, that question, though. Uh, so you've had you've gotten the experience now uh, with a different couple of agencies. Do you see that this is something that you you want to do right after graduating, or are you hoping to uh, do a, a master's degree, or are you hoping to do something entirely different with sports or an entirely different industry? I'm curious to hear. Yeah. So the past, I want to say four or five years, I was really interested in the agency path and um, just maybe the marketing side too. Um, but kind of seeing it and working in it for a little bit now and um, just with COVID and everything, um, I've kind of learned that I don't know if I want to go that route. It's very, very hard. There's a lot of agents um, out there that don't even have clients. I want to say in the NFL, there's like 900 some agents and about 1800 players. So that's one agent for every two players. And when you've got an agency with, um, all of the top players, like a good handful of them, it's Mm. pretty hard to compete as a small agent. And then coming from Canada with no 
connections to um, NCAA uh, yeah. colleges and, and teams, it's, it's very difficult. Um, so I don't know if that's something I want to pursue still. I still do want to work in sports. Maybe that's for an NFL team uh, because every NFL team has a business department with a whole bunch of different roles um, and not just NFL, any sport really. So I think that's another area to explore. And I'm starting to, I guess, want to work remote now just with, with COVID and everything. Um, just been working from home and I, I kind of don't mind it. So I don't know. It's uh, it's still kind of up in the air. I thought I was set for a while now, but that's why you get this experience early mm. and you learn yeah. before you you throw yourself in there and you're like, well, crap, I don't know what to do now because I'm, I'm in the industry and yeah, and absolutely. I'm stuck. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's never uh, a straightforward path in life, I find. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask actually a little bit more about this because I'm sort of a newbie to understanding and learning more about this. What do you what do you have you seen is the process uh, like for an athlete to be recruited from Canada for a sport like like a, I'm thinking of a guy like RJ Barrett who came from Mississauga and he's just a high school kid and somehow uh, is scouted and recruited into a major into Duke major um, U.S. Uh, university. So I, I'm curious to like understand what is the agency's role in making that happen or, or at what point do, do they come into play, I guess? Yeah. So, I mean, technically agents aren't supposed to um, talk about that kind of stuff until they're in their final year of college. And usually you don't, you don't do that. And um, it's just kind of standard policy. And then signing contracts and all of that, it can't be done until their last senior game. So I don't know how that's going to change now with the uh, new name and likeness monetization for athletes in the, right. in the NCAA, but kind of in the past, it was more from what I've seen anyways, that agencies start targeting players when they're kind of in their, in their last year. I mean, they can build relationships earlier, but you really go full on recruiting, not until their last year of college. And then in terms of players going from Canada, um, from high school to colleges throughout the United States. I mean, I think that's just a matter of the school. I'm not really sure how the schools go about recruiting mm -hmm. um, because I've never done that myself. And yeah. obviously I'm not good enough to play in any, uh, <laughs> any sports. So I'm not actually too sure. It'd be something to definitely look into. And like I said, with the whole monetization thing, I'm sure yeah. you'll start to see more of it going public and more information on it soon. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. That was a scenario where, pardon my ignorance, I'm hoping to learn a lot more about. It's especially interesting to me. Uh, so okay, here's our chance to for you to lay it all out here. I, I know you're a Seahawks fan. So tell me some about about you know, the favorite storylines that you've been keeping up with across major sports, some of your favorite teams, what's been uh, what's been heartbreaking for you so far and what you've been loving and enjoying to watch so far. Yeah, so I am definitely a major Seahawks fan. Um, if you've ever seen a picture of my room, well, I mean, you haven't, but if you did see a picture of my room, there's about five or six uh, Seahawks-related pictures. Too. I, I think so. I think I've seen Yeah, that. exactly. In, in the Zoom meetings, I've got a blanket. I've got about eight different of those uh, like, like figures, and then I've got <laughs> coasters. Like my AirPods case is a Seahawks case. Like it's, it's everywhere. So... <laughs> Um, I got into 
football pretty much because of my dad. He was a Seahawks fan since high school. Um, and when I started watching, it was the year uh, Russell Wilson was drafted wow, and okay. uh, a rookie. So I've actually never seen them do very poorly, um, mm-hmm. unlike my dad in, in the past years. But since I started watching, uh, Russell's been my my number one guy. And I follow football very, very hardcore um, mm-hmm. with fantasy, a couple fantasy leagues every year as well. So Awesome. Baseball is probably my number two. I played baseball for eight or nine years competitively. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, so I'm a huge Blue Jays fan, which is kind of unfortunate as well, I guess. But um, <laughs> in terms of baseball, yeah, I'm looking forward to this year. They've they've got a, a lot of young talent. Um, and then basketball, I mean, I am a Raptors fan. It's just I don't follow it as much as mm-hmm. um, football and baseball. It's hard to keep up with all the sports. And then I don't know. I find just uh, with these shortened season and all these different rules now um, with COVID, it's just not as exciting and and not as entertaining. And especially the fans aspect, like it's just, it doesn't seem like you're, you're really into the game. It's just more looks like a practice on TV and it doesn't feel the same way. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. I think uh, just just even looking at the NBA's like the All Star votes this year, I think they're they've fallen a lot lower. There's just a lack of interest in, so far in these seasons when people aren't able to go to the arena and that energy is missing from the game. Uh, definitely, yeah. And there's always so much going on in sports all the time. It can be so hard to keep up with all of it. When I'm, I'm trying to like follow basketball, see what's going on in in football, I also try to keep up with other uh, areas like the UFC as well. Yeah, it can certainly be a lot to keep up with. Uh, but that's very fascinating. So uh, the Seahawks are an interesting team. Yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson's uh, just an amazing, amazing quarterback. Uh, I, I'm curious, what do you think is going wrong for the team i remember he expressed a little bit of frustration with uh with the offensive line and what do you think they, they like if there's any moves they could make this offseason for for next year yeah that offensive line i think russell's been the most sack quarterback in the league since he got here and mm. he's he's scrambling for his life and i saw a meme i think it was this morning uh where patrick mahomes um was kind of just looking up in shock and it was like oh so this is what russell has to go through every season um, <laughs> because of the Super Bowl and how he was running for his life. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Russell, I guess I saw in the past few weeks um, that some news was circulating about him complaining about the offensive line, which, I mean, is fair. I know he wants to get more involved in the team decisions and whatnot. Um, I don't know the dynamics and, and how serious that is because, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays, like, one thing is said and it gets spread everywhere and yeah um, everything's dramatic and it's sometimes it's not true so I don't know exactly what's going to happen I do hope that in terms of signing new players and whatnot they fix that offensive line because it's been a problem for a while and I think if they fix that line give Russ some time they've got some great receivers um, Mm -hmm. and good running back core so I think the offense is going to be fine in terms of defense. Um, it's not as how it used to be a few years ago when we had the Legion of Boom, but it's still a good defense. It's a young defense. I think they're still going to be good for a few years. It's just a few different aspects they need to clean up, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what happens. But I think they really do have to clean up the offensive line or they're wasting Russell's years. Yeah, it, it, certainly. I was um... – 
because I'm a Rams fan, so I remember watching Jared Goff, who is a guy who just, he was a great passer, but he needs so much time in the pocket to be able to get that that pass off. And the offensive line just was not good enough to give him any time. And watching that team struggle, uh, it was, I think it was the 2018 or 2019 Super Bowl against uh, Brady's Patriots at the time. It, it was just frustrating to watch. And so I, I'm hoping that they really tried to shake things up this year, get the most they can out of uh, Jalen Ramsey and uh, Aaron Donald's prime as well since the defense is stellar uh, hoping uh, this trade that they made for Matthew Stafford uh, at QB I'm hoping it makes a difference it's it's either way it's so tough because the Seahawks are a great team the 49ers are, are still a very good team Cardinals are even getting better it, it's a tough tough division uh, so I, I but I, I do hope that um, Russell can can go a little bit further in his career yeah but before he, he hangs things up yeah, that's probably the toughest division in all of football, and it has been for a few years. And that Stafford trade was very shocking. I, I didn't see it coming at all, and mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how he fits in that offense because I don't, I don't, I want to say Goff is a little bit more mobile of quarterback than Stafford, and um, with the trick plays and the creativeness in their in their offense, yeah. um, I'm interested to see how Stafford will handle that or if they'll change some things up. And then I know. The Seahawks actually signed a couple of Rams coaching staff um, mm-hmm. for their offensive coordinator role and then for one other role. I forget what it is, but that'll be interesting to see what um, what dynamics change when they play because they got to play two times a year as well. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always a fun matchup. Yeah, I, I love watching uh, those two teams play. Uh, so, so I wanted to keep things, uh, we'll keep things short and sweet for you. So th- that was fantastic. It's great, it's great to hear about um, some, some of the fan takes. Uh, and before we wrap things up, I also wanted to touch on another thought. So you mentioned this side project with web design. And I- I'm just curious how that's been going. I remember you, are, you already shared a lot about what you're doing. Uh, I- I'm just curious to hear more about what your, uh, I, g- I guess, creative process is and, and how you how you like to go about web design. What Like what... Uh, what do you use to do it and all that good stuff? Yeah. So all of the websites I do um, are based on WordPress. And um, I essentially, like I had mentioned before, but in high school, I had started doing um, a few websites. I was trying to do affiliate marketing. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, it's basically yeah. where you promote products kind of like to Amazon, for example, and then people go through your link and you get a commission. So anyways, I tried that. It didn't go so well, but I learned how to make a website in the process. And I've found that a lot of building websites, especially on WordPress with all of the different features, it's a lot of trial and error. And it takes a lot of time to do it, especially if you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and there's, there's some other sites out there. I know there's like Wix, there's Squarespace, there's a few others, but I find just WordPress, it, there's a lot more flexibility when you're trying to do um, more creative websites. So I've partnered with a few branding companies now, um, this, this past month and hoping to get some referrals out of those. But essentially I don't think I'm the most creative person, but when it comes to, I guess, when it comes to building the base site, building what clients want and Mm -hmm. using different plugins and just trying things out, um, I found that's very helpful and it's just kind of a side project for me. It's not, not anything that I want to do full time, but it's, it's definitely a good way to make some money on the side and, and yeah. build new connections because I've been able to build connections in the sports industry just because of that and doing the, um, doing Joshua Grady's, uh, Grady sports agency website, 
Um, he's also doing um, marketing um, as well for his company. So he's doing a, a media site um, through me as well. So I'm actually working on that. I was working on it this morning a bit. So I've been able to just network with people that way. And I found it's a great way to um, great project on the side and it, it pays well as well. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that's great to hear. Uh, before I wanted to give you my closing question, did you also have anything you wanted to ask me from your end? Um, maybe just if you could touch on what you kind of see yourself doing in the next few years or like long-term career goals. I know you're, mm-hmm. you want to go into business for your master's and then you're doing communications now. Are you interested in like journalism and media or what is it that you want to Oh yeah, it's it's never an easy question because I find the more I, I work and try new things, the more there is to explore, the more I realize that I don't know. But um, yeah, with with my background in my education, I've gotten a lot of experience uh, with critical thinking and the, the theoretical behind it, social media, digital stuff, uh, and, and it is a lot of fun. But now uh, my my I'm pursuing this post-grad because I need to get that practical business knowledge, of course. Uh, and that, what I like about this program, in particular, I was looking at is you get the opportunity to do a real marketing plan for a big firm or one of the big five banks. Uh, so, so I'm looking forward to getting to work on an opportunity like that. Uh, for, for myself, I think what I'm most passionate about is the brand management and strategy. Uh, I, I love seeing the evolution over time of, especially like for when it comes to example of sports teams, I look at a team like the Raptors and I look at where they were back in 1995 and how far they've come and then bringing back uh, the retro logo, the styles into the uniforms, how they incorporate it, how they uh, strategically incorporate the other brands that, that they have uh, sponsored with like Invisalign or uh, Sunlight Financial, all that good stuff. Uh, that that is something I, I find really interesting, and that's probably where I would like to work, work in some capacity. So that is in. You're right. It is in media. Uh, I have a few uh, mentors and contacts I've gotten to talk to at places like TSN. Uh, so I'm slowly learning more and more about about the trade from from them. It, it's it's interesting. A lot of hard work. It is competitive. And one thing I thought was particularly interesting to note was. Uh, it can be very difficult sometimes for them to find a a deal that they need before when a team is playing very poorly, when when it's time to broadcast the Raptors and they need uh, a commercial break and they have to go show some sponsors, they might not have enough people to show. And then after the Raptors won a championship, they had way too many people to show that it was overwhelming how much of a response they got afterwards of everybody kind of jumping on the bandwagon. So it's not just fans bandwagoning, it's also advertisers too, which is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you only want to be in the spotlight when everything's going well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, so I want to wrap up with my, my closing question. Uh, who is your goat? The, the greatest of all time, you think? It could be any sport. It could be any, any particular reason you think personally in your life, like maybe watching like Russell Wilson. Curious to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, Russell's obviously good. I wouldn't say he's the, the goat in all sports of all mm-hmm. sports. Um, Honestly, I don't even know if I have one because I like different players for different reasons. And mm-hmm. I think it's hard to just say one is the best because, I mean, sports are, most sports anyways, they're, they're team sports. And, you know, you have yeah. a player like Brady, for example, who is obviously really good um, and played on the same team for, I don't even know how many years and now went to another team and won in his first year. So obviously, you know, like players like him are, are, 
are very well on their well off on their own. Um, but it's just hard for me to pick like a one player. I just I don't know if I could do that, and I would be very biased, I think. So yeah. it, I I really don't have one player. Why did you? Uh, well, that, it's that's why I like asking that question because it. it it's more instead of getting a, an exact direct answer, I like hearing what people's train of thoughts are about it, and and it absolutely is a, a, most sports a team based sport, so it's difficult to give all the credit to one person. Uh, I, I guess the better way to phrase the question is, what's one of like the favorite players that you just love watching in the league right now, or it could even be a young guy who you think has a lot of potential going forwards that you're excited to see grow. Yeah, well, as much as I hate cheering for another team, I do love watching Patrick Mahomes play mm. um I mean some of the throws he makes is just ridiculous um especially in the Super Bowl like even incomplete passes I think he's going to be really 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 um good player a, I a think long he's career, yeah 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 for sure I mean he's only what like 24 or 25 now so he's got a long way to go mm. um in in some other sports um honestly I'm trying to think. It's been so long since I even like watched any sports um, yeah. besides football, just because of COVID and school. But I would say, like, in terms of baseball, there's nah, there's too many players in baseball that are good. There's a, there's a lot of young players. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Jays, I like. Do you know Bo Bichette? Yes, I think yeah. he's a really good player. Um, I think he's going to be really good for years to come. I definitely think he has Hall of Fame potential um, in him. Um, Outside of, you know, the the LeBron James and the the big time players that everyone would name, that's that's probably my like sleeper pick in terms of teams that I follow Mm -hmm. for kind of great players. Yeah. That's fantastic to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just like asking that question that way to see uh, what what people have to say or what they think about this idea of a goat. Because the term goat gets thrown around so much to the point that it doesn't even mean anything anymore at this point. So it's, yeah, for uh, sure. It's, it's fascinating to hear that. Awesome. Well, this has been uh, a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, and I, I know for you guys listening, Rashad is a, an incredible guy with a lot of knowledge about sports and he has a lot more to share. So do please, if you enjoyed this, go check out his podcast. I, I've gotten to listen to a few episodes as well uh, i think it's a lot of fun and he talks to a lot of uh, important people that have some great wisdom to impart so be sure to check that out yeah well thank you for having me on um the sml podcast definitely a good time and thanks Absolutely. for doing this kind of joint collaboration i'm excited yeah. to get my uh my second season going and i'm excited awesome. to listen to the episodes that you put out over the the next few months perfect awesome well thank you